like most people, I enjoyed getting home from work so that I could unwind with a cheap microwave dinner, some coffee to go with it, just so that I would have the energy to enjoy my free time, and video games. After pulling back-to-back shifts to cover for a co-worker, and that was after working for nine days in a row due to scheduling issues, I finally had one day off from my life as a wage slave in a fast food joint. Yes, clearly, better choices could have been made so that I didn't end up in such a career, but that could be thought about some other time. All that mattered was getting to relax and play some games. Thinking about work and work-related things was reserved for when I was actually at work. I could fantasize about going back to college and getting a better job all I wanted while I was on the clock and getting paid to do so. At home, all I wanted to think about was whether or not I should spoil myself by ordering cheap pizza for delivery to enjoy while gaming. You know what? I deserved it. I deserved some cheap, delivered pizza that was arguably not even real pizza. Besides, my next paycheck was definitely going to be rewarding me for all the overtime I just finished raking in, so I was able to order some pizza without worrying about whether or not I would be able to pay my overpriced rent in a couple of weeks. As for my pizza, extra cheese garlic parmesan sauce, pineapple, grilled chicken, tomato chunks, jalapeno peppers, and banana peppers. Now that was a good pizza, and exactly what I ordered for myself. And with that, it was time to get gaming. The only problem was choosing what to play. Seeing as how I didn't exactly have a life, and I may or may not have splurged on buying out my excessive wish list of games after breaking up with my ex, my game library featured roughly 500 different titles. Only about 10% of those were ever actually played. Maybe that was what I would do. I would make some coffee, caffeinate up, and pull an all-nighter, eating pizza and playing some games I bought but never even bothered installing before. Yeah, that sounded like the perfect way to enjoy my one day of freedom before returning to wage slaving. But what to play? With so many choices, it was hard to actually pick something. There were hundreds of untouched games, most of which I never even installed. Yet, as I scrolled up and down my library, my eyes kept focusing on the few games I already had installed, which I also already had hundreds of hours in. Yeah, sure, I already played them to death, but maybe it wouldn't hurt to just play them a little more first. Just to warm up before trying out some new games? Maybe just uh, pass the time until my pizza arrived? Yeah, that was what I'd do. I'd definitely play a new game after my pizza arrived, but for the time being, it was time for one of the classics. It was the very first game that I ever bought, and I bought it on the game's day of release before it took the world by storm. It was a game I held dear to my heart. An indie RPG that featured adventuring, building, crafting, boss fighting, romancing NPCs, and developing towns, and more. It was a pretty simple game, but it was a game loved by the people and its developers. 
The developers even said multiple times that the updates they pushed out would be the last one. And then they went on to just... update it some more. It got to the point where people just didn't take the developers' words seriously when they said an update would be the final one, because there was always another update. It was as if the developers were addicted to updating the game. And it was thanks to those updates that I kept on coming back to the game over and over again for the past decade. I had over 4,000 hours total in the game, and could basically beat it with my eyes closed on the hardest difficulty. It wouldn't hurt to generate a new world and start over with another character, right? Sure, that would take a longer time investment than just until the pizza arrived, but time enjoyed wasn't time wasted, right? All right, that settled it. It was time to speedrun collecting every single possible item in the game. Again. And this time, I would actually build myself a proper base, instead of shoving every single NPC into tiny wooden boxes stacked on top of each other. Despite having so many hours in the game, I couldn't help but to feel excited, as if I was starting it for the very first time again. The game just had that sort of effect on me. And when I clicked on the game to launch it, I noticed something. There was a new update. Seriously? I asked my monitor, as if it would actually answer me. There's no way. The devs just released a new update a few months ago. There's no way that they already pushed out an update big enough to warrant changing the version number. I already clicked play to launch the game, so I wasn't able to click on the update announcement to check it out before the game's window popped up to blacken out my monitor for a moment. However, there was preview text available for the announcement post that I caught a glimpse of, and it looked like gibberish. It was a bunch of random text that looked like it was glitching out or something. But maybe I was just seeing things? I brewed my coffee, but didn't actually drink it yet, so uh, maybe I was tired and misreading things. No big deal. I could always just alt-tab to check out what the announcement actually said. Only, that wasn't an option. No matter how many times I tried to alt-tab, nothing happened. My screen remained black. On top of that... The game should have finished loading and given me a splash screen with the developer's name and logo on it. But there was nothing. Did the update break the game? I asked, assuming that my computer must have frozen while trying to launch the game. After a few minutes of nothing happening, I finally caved and reached over to shut my computer down the hard way. I wasn't even able to bring up the task manager, and Alt-F4-ing didn't work, so I had no other option. Just as I hovered my finger over my computer's power button, the screen flashed. That timing, though, I said, withdrawing my finger to spare my computer from a temporary death. The game finally loaded. The splash screen showed up, but there was no developer logo nor name. And once the splash screen went away to show the game's main menu, 
The game's title was so glitched out that it was impossible to read. And all the options, except for a distorted play option, were missing. I see what you're doing, I said. This is some kind of glitch horror update. That explains the announcement text and why this is so sudden. It wasn't uncommon for modern game developers to experiment with inducing horror by making games deliberately glitchy. So, I figured this was another case of that. It also made sense, considering some of the game's endgame bosses broke the fourth wall a bit by causing full-screen distortion effects that would make it look like there was something wrong with the game. One of the bosses even had an effect that, when using its ultimate attack, made the entire screen look cracked and falling apart for a few seconds. This was probably just a continuation of that vibe. So I clicked the distorted play option. Next, the game was supposed to take me to the character selection screen, and then after that would be the world selection screen. But that didn't happen. Instead, I found myself standing in a grassy field. Just a moment ago, I was sitting in my overpriced gaming chair in front of my computer, but now I was outside with the sun shining its cancerous warmth down onto my skin as a gentle breeze brushed against me. Birds could be heard chirping from some nearby trees. A familiar slime was spotted hopping around up ahead in the distance, and looking up revealed some floating islands scattered through the sky. It was all too realistic to be a dream or, or mental delusion, and realistic VR wasn't a technology that existed, so that only left me with one option. Somehow, I was transported into the game that I loved so much. Hey there! An androgynous voice called out from behind me, causing me to jump with a racing heart. Ah, sorry. Didn't mean to scare you. It's just, you look lost. Given where I was, and the familiar dialogue that I heard, there was only one possibility for who that voice belonged to. And surely enough, when I turned around to check out who it was, I saw a man that me and everybody else who ever played the game would instantly recognize. Jeans, a plain shirt with a metal breastplate over his chest, and a feathery hairstyle with brown hair. Would you like some help? The man known as Guide asked, a kind, eager smile worn on his face as he held out a hand to me for a shake. Out of all the complex thoughts and feelings running through me, there was one feeling that overwhelmed all the others. And that feeling was one of excitement. Sure, there was a chance that I actually did go crazy and was hallucinating everything, or I passed out from exhaustion due to not drinking my coffee and was currently having the most realistic dream anybody ever dreamed before. But, on the off chance that what was happening was real, well, who wouldn't want to get transported into their favorite game? Actually, considering that the game was primarily focused on adventure and combat, 
and that there were bosses which would naturally spawn if the player took too long getting to them, I was probably in grave danger. Feeling better now? Guide asked me, standing over me with a concerned expression. Once I realized just how much danger I could possibly be in, I ended up panicking a little. I didn't run around screaming or anything, but I did start breathing a bit heavily, seeing as how I had no idea how to fight, and would probably have to do exactly that if I wanted to survive. Fortunately, Guide had a bottle of water he shared with me, and he also guided me into sitting down in the grass so that I could calm down. When I felt the water taste as real as water normally would, and go down my throat with all the same realism that drinking water would normally have attached to it, I came to the conclusion that what was happening was undeniably real. There was no way a dream would perfectly simulate everything to that degree. Same for a delusional hallucination. I was even able to reach down and run my hands through the dirt and pluck individual strands of grass out from the ground. It was all realistic. Trying to deny that the situation was really happening would take actual delusion. Yeah, I answered, handing Guide back his water bottle. Thanks. No problem, Guide replied. I'm just glad to see you're doing better. You scared me for a moment there. Uh, uh, sorry about that. Also, uh, this might sound strange, but... Am I inside of a video game? Guide tilted his head to the side and looked genuinely confused. Inside of a video game? Well, you did warn me that the question would be strange, but I didn't expect it to be that strange. But to answer your question, to the best of my knowledge, no, we are not inside of a video game. He was just an NPC in the game. So what if he was designed to not believe he was in a game? Then again, he was already going off script and saying things he never said in the game before. Do you know what a video game is? I do! A game created by programmers for the sake of entertainment. In some cases, they're created for the sake of art. Well, it depends on who you ask. I suppose some people believe that a video game can't be art, but others do. Besides, art is subjective, so who is to say whether a game is really art or not? And who says these things? You said some people believe games can't be art, but others do. Who are they? Guide opened his mouth as if to answer my question, but no words came out. Instead, he looked confused, and like he was trying to recall something on the tip of his tongue, but nothing came to him. I'm not sure. I can't remember. I know there are people with those opinions, but I have no idea who. I don't even know how I know any of that. Do you know your name? Of course! I'm Guide. Do you have parents? Well, obviously. A human can't exist without being born. And you can't be born if you don't have parents. Do you know your parents? That confused expression returned. This time with a hint of sadness attached to it. I... I don't. 
I know, I believe I have parents, but I can't remember anything about them. Can you remember anything? Do you remember where you were born? Uh, Where you grew up? Do you remember what you did yesterday? What you ate for breakfast? Guide went deeper and deeper into his thoughts, and the longer he spent in them, the more worried he looked. I can't remember anything. My earliest memory is seeing you. What what happened to my memories? The more he talked, the worse I felt. Even if everything was real, it seemed like he was still basically just created at the same time as me being brought to the world. He existed for less than a few minutes, and I was already giving him an existential crisis. Sorry, I said, standing up and placing a hand on his shoulder. I didn't mean to upset you. We'll figure out what's going on together, all right? I felt like I knew him for years, like he was my best friend, even though I only just met the real him. So... It was only natural that I wanted to try cheering him up. He was there for me back when I first started playing the game. So, it was time for me to be there for him. And in response to my words, Guide smiled and nodded. Thank you. I'm not sure why, but when I look at you, I feel like everything is going to be all right. That's because you're scripted to believe the player characters capable of slaying gods, I thought. Right back at you. Guide smiled even more. Well then, we'll figure this world out together. But first, would you like some help? Even though he was a real person capable of going off his script, it seemed like there were some instincts that inspired him to act like he did in the game. And that included offering help and starting items to the player character. For the time being, I chose to play along. Sure. What have you got for me? Asking him more questions about what was going on and trying to understand his existence would probably only upset him even more. And I didn't want to do that to one of my favorite characters. Not to mention that it just would have been cruel, seeing as how I doubted he knew anything. So it would only serve to upset him in a desperate attempt to sate my own curiosity. Here you go, Guide said holding up his satchel in front of him. In the game, that was a scripted animation that played out when he handed over the player's starting items. And as I was about to find out, even though everything seemed real, the world still very much behaved like a game. A status screen flashed in front of my eyes for a moment before fading away. Copper short sword added to inventory. Copper pickaxe added to inventory. Copper axe added to inventory. Even though apparently three large tools were just added to my inventory, I didn't see nor feel them anywhere on my body. You can open your inventory by pressing escape, God said. Sorry, but there is no escape button, I replied. Uh, ah, right. My apologies. I do not even know why I said that. There must be something wrong with me today. Uh, That aside, perhaps you should try thinking about your inventory. 
Maybe that will open it? The more confused he was, the worse I felt for him. I felt bad for him in the same way that somebody might feel bad for a loved one suffering from dementia. It was always depressing to see somebody you cared about forget everything and talk like they had no idea what was happening. For his sake more than mine, I hoped that just thinking about my inventory would be enough to open it up. Thankfully, it was. My inventory opened up on a window in front of me and showed a grid that displayed everything in it. For now, only three slots in the grid were taken up, and they were taken up by the tools that were just added to it. Focusing my attention on the individual items also brought up more information about them, as limited as such information was for the game's first few tiers of items. Copper Pickaxe. Damage. Three. The pickaxe's damage stat even lined up with how it was in the game. Copper Axe. Damage. Three. Same for the axe. All that was left was to confirm that the short sword would be as garbage as it was in the game. Copper Short Sword. Damage. Six. Yep. It was just as bad as it was in the game. After checking those out, I noticed that I had what looked like a hot bar above the inventory, just as I would have in the game. All I had to do to drag the items onto the hotbar was think about moving them there, and that caused the items to show up on the hotbar. And by showing up on the hotbar, they showed up on me. The pickaxe and axe both became strapped to my back, while the sword hung from my left hip. You're a fast learner, Guide said. If I didn't know any better, I would almost think you've done this before. I figured I could fill him in on the situation later. For now... Getting a shelter set up for us was more important. First, though, I drew my sword, turned away from Guide, and swung it around a little. In the game, only rapidly thrusting it forward was an option. However, I was able to swing it around in any direction I wanted to. That was another way that the world I was in diverged from the game. Look at you, a natural expert with that, Guide said inflating my ego a bit, even though it had no right to be getting inflated so easily. With your skill, setting up a shelter before nightfall should be no problem at all. Oh, right, I should warn you about that. Dangerous monsters come out at night, so it is advised to create a shelter to stay in. You can create a simple shelter by chopping down trees for their logs using your new axe, and then building a small house with those logs. Wanting a guy to chop down some trees and build a whole house in just one day is a pretty tall order, I replied. How that would go was entirely dependent on how realistic the world wanted to be in that regard. If chopping trees and building houses was as easy as it was in the game, it would be no problem. But if it was more realistic, we were screwed. If anybody can do it, it's you. I have to admit... Being constantly praised is pretty nice. Then I will do my best to continue praising you as your guide. I appreciate it. Thank you for joining us on another thrilling adventure of Uncharted Territory. The excitement, danger, and magic of Uncharted Territory continues to unfold, and we can't wait to share what's in store for our next episode. So, mark your calendars, because next Friday, we'll dive back into the game world for more action, mystery, and unexpected twists. 
Before we part ways, remember that your feedback and support keep this journey alive. If you have any questions, comments, or fan theories, tweet at us at utpod-we'd love to hear from you. Until next time, keep exploring.